You're listening to Kickin' the Panties, your weekly motivational podcast to help you get unstuck, recommitted, or newly engaged in a life worth living. I'm Becca, entrepreneur and mother of two. And I'm Carol, your dating and relationship coach. Are you ready for a swift kick in the panties? I want to talk about exes. Ew. I know. Very unpopular topic, I know. And Y'all might be thinking, how do exes and past relationships fit into a season about self-care, love, and growth? But we think it makes sense to include this topic in our Me, Myself, and I season because what has happened in our past and closest relationships does totally inform how we see ourselves and how we contextualize who we are in the world with others, don't you think? When you said Me, Myself, and I, the Beyonce song started playing in my head, and then I checked out to the rest of what you were saying. I was like, Me, Myself, and I is all I got in the end. So I'm just going to agree. Yes. Okay. Yeah, of course. Why wouldn't you just agree with everything I say? So we tend to believe what others say about us, right? And we get the most information about our most intimate selves from our lovers. And that also we tend to have the most conflict with these people. So we're more likely to get some, you know, quote unquote, real talk about our deficiencies, whether warranted or not. And even <laughs> things said in the moment of rage can ring, you know, ring in our ears for years to come and become truths we tell ourselves about ourselves, even if maybe they're not true. Um, you know, I personally have been, been really guilty of holding on to anger and resentment after a relationship has ended. Um, and there aren't like a lot of people in my past that still linger in my thoughts. But what I've realized about the ones that do occupy my mind is that I still have not gone through all the stages of forgiveness necessary to move on. And, you know, I know what you're thinking, like, like it's not forgiving them. And I think a lot of times, you know, we feel like, well, like, fuck them. Why yeah. do I have to forgive them to move on? You know, and right. it, it can be really difficult to forgive them, especially if they've done something shitty to you or they didn't treat you well. But what I'm talking about actually is forgiveness of yourself. Um, you know, Way forgiving them is one thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Forgiving them is one thing. But, you know, really w- when when something's bothering me, it's because I haven't forgiven myself for who I was in relation to those people. And self-love and forgiveness is so much harder to achieve than forgiving the actions of somebody else. Absolutely. Because, you know, when you leave a relationship, you tend to focus on everything that was done to you. And what you're really hurting about is the things that you've accepted or the things that you've allowed to be done to you. So, yeah. And yeah, just just huge. Yes. And just that, you know, you you want to be a certain type of person. And sometimes um, in relationships with others, the way they are or love or whatever, you know, whatever happens between you guys can change who you are and can make you you a person that yeah exactly and so when you break up and then you're trying to get back to the person that you know yourself to be or get your you know into your character just what you said um that can be really difficult when now you've shown yourself that the, the that you're capable of these other things that are not what you want to be doing and we all have moments like that in our lives where you know things we did things we weren't proud of we acted in ways that are not congruent with who we want to be but ultimately using the tool of forgiveness and and thinking about how you've you know taken these lessons and applied them um, to becoming a better person I think frees us up to feel better about ourselves and to move forward and to grow which is what we're you know trying to get at right yeah and I think that you know romantic relationships Definitely, if any relationship is going to take you out of who you thought you were, it's definitely going to be a romantic relationship. They're Mm -hmm. the only ones that are going to have you like 
throwing somebody's clothes out windows, cursing <laughs> so at true. them like in public, down the street, like finding yourself on a random step, like crying in public. Or I just... know. Well, I was going to say it's about sex. And you know what? Like that, that could be true. But really, I mean, what is sex? It's about vulnerability. You know, yeah. you, you become vulnerable in these relationships. You give a part of yourself that is very uncomfortable to give. And then when you are rejected or you reject someone, you know, it feels like they're reject, rejecting your core essence. And that can be so right. damaging. You know, it can really, really be upsetting. Uh, you know, there's a Lucinda Williams song that I love. And one of the lyrics is um, it's all about, you know, p- two people coming together and being really close and then not being together anymore. And she says, all I ask is, um, oh, shit. How's it go? All I ask is don't tell anybody the secrets. Don't tell anybody the secrets I told you. And isn't that like what you fear? Mm. Yeah. When you've been open and vulnerable with someone and they really know your intimate thoughts and, and how you feel and what you've been through and you tell them, you even tell them all the fucked up things you've ever done. You tell them all your secrets, right. you know, and then you worry that they're going to go and share that information with someone else. Or that they just don't even like they acted like they cared about all that stuff. And then they then you feel like they don't care about any of the things that you told them or any of the things that you said that you've been through. And then they're just like, eh. Right. Fuck you. <laughs> right. And they do probably care. Like, and you yeah. know, when you're in the position of someone to break up with someone, you know that you do care. You know, the fact that you don't want to move forward with them doesn't take away the thing that you've had. But when you're in the, in the other side and you're being rejected, you know, that it's just, it feels like the person is just tossing you aside and that, you know, is so, so, so painful. So yeah. Anyway. This made me think about my, my, one of my sister's friends, uh, really likes or is like obsessed with this guy and like stalks him and like hides in his bushes like legit like legit like crazy stuff like hiding in the bushes following him to like strip clubs and just popping up at places (laughs) randomly that she knows he's gonna be like putting trackers on his phone that's why and like when i was thinking about the things that you take you out of your character like if i mean we all do dumb shit like you know, maybe not to that level or maybe to that level. And, you know, when you leave a relationship and you're thinking like, oh, my God, this motherfucker had me hiding in right. bushes. <laughs> so true. <laughs> exactly. You're going to have to forgive yourself. You're going to have to, like, take a step back and be like, you know what? That's not who I want to be. I'm going to forgive myself for that. Like, right. The X, Y, and Z is why I acted like that because I was so insecure that he was doing something or whatever. Right. right. And also, <laughs> like this motherfucker didn't didn't put you in a bush. You put yourself in a bush. <laughs> exactly. You made the decision to drive down to wherever he was and hide in a bush. You know, like no one did that to you. You can't like you can't hold right. on to the anger. And that's what we do, though. Like years later, you're like, and this guy made me exactly. <laughs> Sit in a wet bush all night long. Like, no, he did not. Exactly. You could have been at home watching TV, enjoying your life, you know, or crying in a pint of ice cream. Like, figure out a better way, you know? Yeah, or even the more popular one, like stalking somebody on Instagram. Like, this guy made me spend three hours on diving into his Instagram. Like, no. No, He did not. You chose to do that. Right, exactly. So, okay, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to break this down into three little quick segments is going to be snappy for y'all. So um, we're going to talk about closing the door. We're going to talk about learning. 
And then we're going to talk about forgiveness. So I'm going to start with closing the door. So uh, personally, I'm a big advocate of ending things with people in a way that leaves both people feeling okay and open to a friendship in the future. And actually, I do have friendships with a lot of my exes because of that, you know, like... Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, and some people don't like some people can't and I don't certainly not all of them, you know, but right. but there are some that, you know, we we left it. Of course, we needed time to heal, to get back on our feet, to become more independent. Um, after a heartbreak, there's just no way to end a serious relationship without someone's feelings being hurt and probably both. But right. after the dust has settled, if everyone was respectful and loving, a new relationship or a friendship can form. Um, and especially that's important. Obviously, you know, we both have kids now and uh, like if Emil and I, God forbid, got divorced in the future, I would certainly want to have a friendship with him and to still parent our kids together. So that, you know, that's important. Um, but sometimes there's just people you cannot let back into your life. And the obvious reasons are, you know, abuse or manipulation or they're just like shit ass people. But sometimes it can be that you still want something from them that they're not willing to give or they want something from you that you're not willing to give like the relationship is imbalanced like we talked about last last episode with the friendships or you might still have an attraction to them you know you may not not want to be with them as their partner as their girlfriend or boyfriend but you might still want to get in bed with them and that can be really disruptive to your life you know and ultimately what you have to ask yourself is if you move on to a new partner you know, will you and the new person and the old person all be able to go grab a beer together without there being any awkwardness? And until the answer is truly yes, you know, that person really does not have a place in your life. And I think that a lot of people fuck this up. A lot of people want to keep the door just slightly ajar and let these people back in or keep just one little string, one little floss string between the two of you, you know, and yeah. don't want to, you know, it can be painful to shut the door out, you know, totally to shut someone out that you're I used think, to having around. Yeah. I think that goes back to just also the fear of just being alone. Like when you're not, when you break up with someone and you've been with, you've, been used to being in a relationship that feeling of being alone and that that just like yearning for like that connection even if the person you broke up with was a really shitty person or like you just guys had a you guys had a toxic relationship or whatever you still miss the person you still miss their company and now you don't know what to do on a Saturday night and maybe oh, yeah you're... you feel a void yeah you exactly you feel a void so you have that like you know that urge to be like, oh, well, maybe I'll just invite him over because I need some closure, a.k.a. Right. you just want to, like, have sex and hear him say that he still loves you and then just get – it complicates everything else, you know? Right, and just start over again with the breaking right, up process, exactly. you know, because they're not really going to be there for you. And right. also, like, I think what I did in my 20s in particular is, you know, if, if things – if things never got that serious with someone, but I didn't want to move forward, I would leave the door open just so that later if I got involved with someone else and then that didn't work out and I was feeling bad about myself, then I could turn to these past, you know, couple of people to always like basically use them for a pick me up. You know, you still think I'm hot, right? You still think I'm fun to be with. You still want to date me, even though I I know I still don't want to date you. But as long as you're still here and interested, I want to use that energy up. And people will do that to you if you leave the door ajar. So close it. I think that um, I've only done, I haven't done that with real relationships, but I've definitely done that with like fuck buddy situations where it's just like, this is the person that I'm always going to call right after I break up with somebody to hang out or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that it's, 
it's depend depending on your level of emotional connection that's okay like if you just don't want to be lonely and you have like some friend that you go to cool but if it's like someone that you actually care about and have like some sort of feelings for or you know they actually have real feelings for you then that's when it can get messy that's what I was gonna say too you know is that for in my in my case like there were people that I didn't care much about that I would use for that purpose but I did know that they cared about me and that's a right. real shitty way to treat people you yeah. know if you know that they have feelings for you and that every time you come around they're getting hopeful that you might change your mind about them and you're giving them that impression then that's that's not cool and also you know gives yourself a bad idea about who you are and what you do to people so yeah and inevitably anyway. what goes around comes around and oh yeah someone for sure yes and so you know I like so like I think it can be really painful to cut someone out of your life and really close that door but I promise it will also be very freeing to take ownership over your best interest right you love you don't forget that you love you you must right I also uh, closing to speaking to closing the door I think that a good test on whether you can really close the door on somebody and just like break it off because I'm an advocate of most of my relationships I just needed to completely just break off like even with Court's dad there, our, our relationship has gotten a lot better through the years but at first it was like I just needed to separate myself mm-hmm. emotionally from him severely so you know it was a little bit distant but um I think that the good test, what I've used for other relationships that I haven't had to keep, <laughs> if I can block their number and not be like, oh, but what? I want to know if they call me, though. <laughs> like, if I right. can block their number, that's how I know, like, you're good. You're over it because you don't even care if they call you. But if I'm like, oh, I still want to know, like, I can't block their number because I still want to know those times that they might have called me or might have texted me or, you know. <laughs> yeah, but that's when you should block the number. Yeah. When you're feeling that, you got to block the number. (laughs) Yes. Stop yourself from being crazy. Block the number. Get off Instagram. Do all the things. Get in your own way with, you know, like with sitting in the bush. That's the metaphor now. Don't be sitting in the bush, man. Don't do (laughs) that. It's crazy. That's crazy. (laughs) Exactly. Okay. So that's one. Close the door. The second part, learning, right? Mm -hmm. What do we get from this? So take your licks, but don't keep returning for the same lesson over and over. Be strong enough to draw a line in the sand when you've had a revelation. So every relationship is going to bring lessons to the table, obviously. And it's what you do with what others teach you that matters. So you can feel in your body, or I can, when someone has presented me with a nugget of truth about myself or something I could improve upon, I feel it. I know that they're right. And it can be hard and painful. But if you love yourself, you owe it to yourself to grow from those experiences. Absolutely. So... My exes range from uh, the good guy who walk, who I walked all over and danced on his metaphorical grave to the bad guy who did the same to me in return. But I learned <laughs> something <laughs> from all of them. Of course. I literally picture now, like in my head, like one of my exes like, yeah, take that bitch. <laughs> Die. <laughs> That's how it felt. It's, anyway. it's so hard that there's people out there that feel that way about you know, you you know it. You know there's certain people that just fucking hate you. Yeah, definitely. 
Um, I think that if you look at all your, I think that if you don't look at your exes as just a learning experience and really examine what you learn from each field relationship, you're doing yourself a major disservice. They not only teach you about yourself and make you examine your own bad choices and why you made them, they also get you closer to knowing what you want and don't want in a relationship. So I'm grateful to the guys who cheated on me, to the guys who called me a bitch and a whore, and even to the guy who choked me and threw me across the room. I'm grateful for all these experiences because they served as a huge mirror into who I thought I was and what I thought I deserved. I wouldn't have been able to see myself so clearly if it weren't for these guys in my life. So I think that, um, like Becca was saying, these relationships that we're in, you know, bring truth to the table. Like you get to see yourself in a way that you can't see yourself with anyone else because so many emotions are involved with romantic relationships. Mm -hmm. And so when you look at it from a learning perspective and uh, taking the experiences you have and trying to learn where you messed up, it's very valuable because we forget that we choose these men and we choose to stay. A lot of times when we think about our exes, especially the bad ones, we act like we just fell for them, that we couldn't help it and it just happened. But it didn't. You got to know them. You ignored the red flags. You ignored mm -hmm. the signs that they were no good. And you still chose to be with them. It is not only their fault the relationship failed. You have to take responsibility for your part as well. I think taking responsibility for your own actions is the first huge step in not only getting over an ex and feeling jilted, but also learning from your mistakes. For instance, in the relationship where I was physically abused, there were many, many red flags and warning signs that I chose to ignore. I didn't leave when I saw that he had a problem controlling his anger. I didn't leave when he yelled at me and called me a bitch and a whore. I didn't leave when he took the keys out of my car in the middle of the road and just walked the fuck off. Like, literally... Ice. Cold. One day we were driving <laughs> and I had to stop at like a stop sign or something. And as soon as I put my foot on the brake, he took the keys out the car and just like bounced. And I was just I there mean, like, oh, respect. Uh, that is okay. a move I have never heard of, but I kind of like it. I don't know. It's like real baller. <laughs> yeah. Like, like also now you have to sit here with your car. You can't move. Exactly. And just look dumb. Well, no, I didn't even do that. I got out of my car and like chased him. Oh my god! It, Hot mess. Imagine being. Imagine the person like behind, parked behind you. <laughs> <laughs> like this bitch is just leaving. <laughs> oh my gosh! Like I can't even imagine doing something like what. Like I can't imagine what I would do if that happened now. Like I was like twenty one, twenty two, or something like that at the time. It's wild. But like right now, I just can't even, I would just be so confused. At, at 22, I was just like, oh, this is just another crazy day in my life. But Right. Well, this is also like, this is the thing about learning and growing though, right? Is like you would, there's just at 34, you would just flat out not accept that. Yeah. Like I can't you even know, imagine. You're like, what? No, that's not happening. I can't even imagine being with someone where it would even have gotten that far that he, they would have done something like that to me. Like I feel Girl, like. that's I, progress. Yeah, That's exactly. progress right there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so it literally took him putting his hands on me multiple times before I actually left. So I can't just look at that and say he was a terrible guy, case closed. I have to ask myself what made me stay through all the other bullshit that led up to me finally leaving. Because I didn't leave when he took the keys out of my car. Why would I? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Obviously an amazing guy. <laughs> right. 
Um, but the hard answer was at the time, I didn't think that much of myself. I had just failed out of my dream school and I had an abortion and my self-worth was at an all time low. And I didn't think I was good enough for a good guy. And I thought good guys were corny and I treated good guys like shit. So your red flags might not be as dramatic as mine, but they come to the same conclusion. Maybe your man didn't take your keys out and strand you, but he might have disappeared for days without calling or returning your calls. He might have stood you up a bunch of times. He might refuse to meet your family. He might not ever let you meet his family. He might always choose his friends over you. So when you re leave a relationship, you have to ask yourself a few questions. So how did I contribute to this breakup? When should I have left and why did I stay? And because I loved him is not an acceptable answer here. Because right. I think that we make love an excuse for a lot of our bad behavior, but it's mm -hmm. not love. It's the lack of love that you had for yourself, really. Right. Um, because once you really feel good about yourself, you don't accept all the, all the bullshit. <laughs> right. So true. Because you know that you should be getting treated better. So, and you yeah, believe so it. Right, exactly. Mm -hmm. um, were, was I true to my own feelings and where did I ignore my feelings because I wanted to stay in the relationship? And I think we do this a lot. Like we, we know that somebody's treating us bad. We know that we feel shitty all the time. But we ignore all the bad feelings and focus on like all the random good spots in a relationship just because we don't want to leave or we don't want to be alone or... Yeah, whatever, whatever the, the reason is, you know, yeah. whatever that thing is that's coming from us. Sure. Right. What will I never accept again? Uh, that's a big one. For instance, someone stranding you in the middle of the road. <laughs> right. <your keys. laughs> yeah, or I mean, hitting you ever. Right, I mean, exactly. Just not okay. What are all the signs that I ignored? Why was I willing to accept this behavior? And again, because love is not acceptable, is not an acceptable answer. Hey. And what was similar about this failed relationship to other fa failed relationships? Try to find patterns. Because a lot of times when you look at your relationships like back to back to back, you will find similarities on the kind of guys you chose to be with. Absolutely. Like I, for a time in my life, I really was attracted to guys that had anger issues. But I, mm. but I realized that I liked guys that looked angry. And... <laughs> Like if guys like looked angry, I'd be like, damn, he's like, sexy. Sexy. And then it'd be then it'd be like, oh shit, he has anger issues. Damn. He's actually angry. <laughs> oh my god, for so long I always in you know, talk about like middle school and high school issues between us, but geez, like I always went for guys that had girlfriends. It's like yeah. it was very important to me because of I don't know, whatever, drama with my parents probably like who knows but right. you know uh, that I wanted someone to choose me over someone else like it was a deep yeah. feeling I had that that that's how I got validation if someone picked me but it's very hard to get someone to pick you and if you're if you're even involved with someone like and you're playing that game where they're already like being in this position of power over two people and trying to figure out which way they're gonna go that person's also like fucked up and playing a game with you and so yeah. it led me to all of these relationships where that had these just from the start really funky dynamics you know where now well obviously I'm like you know been with my partner for 10 years and we're married and everything but you know we, even with him like if I had gotten in like I, by the time I met him talk about that like I'm never going back to that like that's never happening to me again if yeah. I had an inkling that he was looking sideways at someone else I would have left right and that was clear 
And of course he never did because there was not, I mean, there was no room for that at all. And I created that boundary and I created that space where there was no room for that, you know? Exactly. That's like what I was saying with the anger issues with and every, I would notice that all my relationships, we'd have these crazy, like crazy arguments that in you know, one relationship actually turned physical, but other relationships we, you know, throw each other's shit across the room. Mm-hmm. You know, one guy kicked my car. I still have a dent in my car from one of my exes kicking my Rude. car. And I look at that dent and I'm so pissed off every time. Ugh. But just like, you know, all these like crazy dramatic arguments. And me and Paul don't argue. That was like one of the things that I just loved. And I, that I could tell that I had grown out of that person that I used to be is because I really enjoy the fact that we don't have these crazy ass arguments. Like, Oh yeah. No drama. Have, is like, great. Disca- you know, we have disagreements, sure. but he doesn't raise his voice. And actually the first time we had an argument, I started to raise my voice to him and he was like, are you raising your voice to me? And I was like, mm, Oh shit. No, <laughs> maybe I'm not. Damn. Okay. <laughs> and it really that. like it, it, it made me be like, damn, like he's different. Like he wasn't right. going to just yell at me back. He's just not even going to talk to me if I'm talking to him like that. Right. Which is the, you know, that's a better way to be. And like no drama, you know, if you're used to having so much drama, that can feel like you said, boring. But right. let me, let us tell you from the other side, not yeah. boring. It's not boring. Very it's nice. Just, it's better. Very nice. <laughs> Very comfy over here. I love it. So um, I was going to say that for, for me, I realized that I liked uh, bad guys so much because I didn't think that they were going to judge me or call me out on my bullshit. Um, they wouldn't care that I was living a wild life and not doing anything really productive. But those guys lived fucked up lives, too. And two people yeah. living fucked up lives have fucked up relationships. Surprise! <laughs> Surprise, right? <laughs> oh, man. And I realized that good guys with good jobs that treated me nice and wanted to take me to dinner turned me off because deep down, I knew these guys wouldn't accept me. They would ask me hard questions like, what are you doing with your life? So you just get drunk and high all the time? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're like, really uh, check please. To- <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That'd be like another old fashioned. <laughs> right, exactly. Can I get one more for the way out, please? Yeah, exactly. Put in a to-go cup. <laughs> <laughs> They would really try to get to know me, and that was the most terrifying. I didn't want to face that, so I wrote them off as boring. But once I knew that, I realized that I was the problem. And if I didn't make myself someone who I wanted to know and who I wanted other people to really know, I would continue to have these whack-ass relationships. So you have to ask these questions to get closer and closer to learning who you are and what you want. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. And that brings me to the third piece about forgiving yourself, right? So. Right. As we mentioned before, after a failed relationship, we often project the feelings we have about our own failings or stupidity onto our ex. Like they become the the kind of they're like the bad guy. Yeah, they're they're the face of these the feelings you have about yourself. Yes. Yeah. And until we feel okay about what we did and have compassion for ourselves, it'll be very difficult to move on. And for instance, you know, say you had an ex that cheated repeatedly. Years later, you still may be really angry about this, but are you still really angry about who that person was and the shitty, weak decisions they made? Like this person that's not part of your life and that probably sucks? Or are you mad that you stayed with a repeat offender because you didn't value yourself enough to walk away? So knowing who you are and resolving to learn from your mistakes in a graceful and positive way will lead to your ability to forgive yourself. And I think that that's huge in terms of what you're going to be able to accomplish next for your own goals, for your own growth, for your own like taking life by the balls and and doing whatever it is that you're going to do. You have to first 
wash out these terrible feelings you have about who you were and you know what you what you've done yeah especially for when you're trying to get into a new relationship like you have to do that Heck to get yeah. into a new healthy relationship you have to forgive yourself for the things that you uh, for how you contributed to the demise of your past relationship. Sure, and we've all messed up. Every there, There's no one that hasn't messed up. There's no one that hasn't made a mistake. You right. know, so you have to like really, you know, forgive yourself. And this is going to be the homework. So go ahead with the homework. So our homework for this, I was going to say for this evening. It's not even nighttime right now. Sure, get on it though. Do it tonight. <laughs> the homework for this evening, students is to do a <laughs> gut check and find the most bothersome spot in your dating history, the thing that turns you red and still bugs you after all these years. Now think about this in the context of forgiveness of yourself and see what you come up with. Can you see your past self? Can you reach out with a virtual hug for this person instead of beating them with, you should have, why didn't you, why was I in those bushes, you're so stupid, <laughs> I can't believe it. I got poison ivy that night. Oh my god! Yeah, don't don't go down that don't go down that road. Don't beat yourself up. Try instead to understand the road that person was traveling then, and be compassionate for their experience. What led to that? You know, were you super insecure at the time? Were you not confident about how great you actually are? Well, even just like you said, you know, you kind of threw it away earlier, but at the time when you were in your worst relationship, you had had an abortion. That's a huge life altering moment, you know, and it's very sad and you probably didn't have the tools to process it and you were really young and you were feeling really guilty about that and terrible, you know, like, so when you're looking back and you see that person, you know, you can say it like, girl, you just, you just had a really terrible thing happened to you you know you failed out of school you had an abortion you were in a terrible place like of course you didn't know how to manage that relationship in a positive way you know and and I think looking back and really contextualizing the times that we've messed up can help us say it's okay you know it's it's okay right that's a really I mean it's it and that's why relationships even really bad ones can be so great because it can put a mirror uh, put a light or shine a light on something that you might have just brushed over in your life or skipped over like when I really thought about the, that time in my life I was like damn like I was really going through it of course I accepted a guy who was gonna like treat me all crazy because right. I wasn't in my right state of mind right so yeah so what led to that and how how have you grown since and does and does your heart feel lighter after you examine these things because I think that once you do go into where you were then and how you were feeling and who the, who you were at that time and you have compassion for yourself and you can forgive yourself for the mistakes you made and you understand you can see it more clearly a you'll be less likely to repeat those mistakes and b you'll just you'll just be better for examining all of those feelings that you were feeling back then absolutely yeah. And, and that's just like a, you know, a trampoline onto a trampoline onto a trampoline of self-growth and love for yourself. It's a good place to start, you know. And, and I think one, one last thing is that it's so clear, you know, and that's why I wanted to talk about this. And I feel like, like it's sometimes it's hard to look back into your life and just randomly pinpoint, you know, these pivotal moments. But the relationships you've started and end, started and ended are always clear in your mind because those right. really are like sticky situations that you, you can't forget. And so I kind of like it as a, as a place, like you said, to go back and review, 
some of the decisions right. you've made and some of the places you might still be harboring some anger or resentment towards someone else or toward yourself. So I, I think doing some little digging here will be great. Um, okay. So moving on, we are so freaking pumped y'all because we said we were going to do this and basically we fucking did it. It's not over yet, but we're really, really close. We have um, a couple more episodes for y'all, so please keep tuning in because our season is about about over, but um, there's going to be a season two, and we're really excited to start working on that, and we've just loved doing this. We've loved all the positive feedback we've gotten. We love all the questions you're sending. It's just really, really awesome to start building this community, and, and we're so excited to just do what we advocate and just say we're going to do something and do it. Like That's one step in whatever our lives you know it's still complicated right. it's not perfect but man we did this and we're stoked so Pumped. let me tell you where to find us yeah heck yeah so you can find us on facebook at kitp podcast um you can find us at kickinthepanties.com of course and please use the write to us button to send us a question and you can also find us now carolyn has been doing a beautiful job pumping up our instagram so at kickinthepanties on instagram we're there as well and you can always dm us a question there if that's an easier platform for you. And what we're going to do is next week, we have a question that Carol's going to tell us in one second. And the week after that, we're going to come back and do an episode about how to be happy for others, which is huge. And then we're going to be pretty much done. We're just going to go through our favorite things about the season and really wrap up. And so just a couple more weeks you have with us. So really soak it in and, and enjoy it. Luxuriate. In the sounds of our voices. Yes. <laughs> So here's the question. Question for Carol and Becca. Hi, Carol and Becca. My name is Brian, and I definitely need a kick in the panties. Love your podcast, especially the one about stop comparing yourself to others. That was really helpful. My question is, how do I motivate myself to have a better attitude at work and not hate it? I work retail. So that will be a great question to answer next week. So tune into that. I think a lot of us either work retail currently or have worked retail before mm -hmm. and can really relate to this. Yes, absolutely. And thank you so much, Brian, for writing in and for listening. We just, we appreciate it so much. And, you know, it's, it's just awesome to, like I said before, it's awesome to see that we're actually reaching people out in the world as we intended to do and wanted to do. And that, and for someone to tell us it's helpful, it means the world to us. And we're just so, so, so happy. Stoked. Stoked. All right. Well, this has been Carolyn and Becca asking, what are you going to do this week? Kicking the panties. Keep out of the bushes. Put the binoculars down. <laughs>